Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 6th of September 2020. Today is the 13th Sunday after Trinity. My name is Peter Walker and our prayers were written today by Hazel Mumford, read then by Judith Meehan. Uh, Anne Gibbs recorded our Bible readings and the singers of St Martin's in the Fields recorded the hymns. Let's spend a moment of quiet as we prepare to come to worship now. And our first hymn is Ye Holy Angels Bright. St. Paul says, Be imitators of God, love as Christ loved. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice. So let us confess our sins to God, who forgives us in Christ. 
the psalmist wrote, Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God, who sent his Son into the world to save sinners, bring you his pardon and his peace, now and for ever. Amen. And the collect for this Sunday. Almighty God, who called your church to bear witness that you were in Christ reconciling the world to yourself, help us to proclaim the good news of your love, that all who hear it may be drawn to you through him who was lifted up on the cross and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our second hymn is a setting of Psalms 149 and 150. Bring to the Lord a glad new song. And I'm sure you'll recognise the tune. Bring to the Lord a glad new song.
Romans chapter 13 verses 8 to 14. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet and whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no harm to its neighbour, therefore love is the fulfilment of the law. And do this understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. Let us behave decently, as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful heart. Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 20 If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault, just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. Heavenly Father, open our hearts and minds to the truth of your word and give us grace to model our lives on your Son, Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. When we read the Bible, I believe that we encounter God's Word to us today. Sometimes it's informative, often it's encouraging, and on occasion it is challenging. I think that today's Gospel reading falls into that third category, challenging. It's very challenging. Romans chapter 13, our New Testament reading, talks about loving our neighbour, the fulfilment of the law. And famously, the Sermon on the Mount talks about loving our enemy. Next week, we're going to be reading further in Matthew chapter 18, and we will hear Jesus say that we should go on forgiving 70 times 7. If someone says sorry. But today's Gospel, Matthew 18, verses 15 to 20, addresses the hard bit in the middle. What do we do if somebody else is offensive or aggressive, bullying, dishonest or immoral, and for whatever reason, they're not sorry at all? Especially, what do we do if another Christian treats us like that? 
First of all, let me tell you a couple of things you should not do. You should not pretend that there is no problem. And secondly, you should not try to pay them back. I suppose as Christians we sort of know that vengeance is wrong, but sometimes we wonder about the first alternative. Should we just swallow our anger and paper over the cracks? No. Forgiveness does not mean saying it didn't really happen or it doesn't matter. If it didn't really happen or uh, it doesn't really matter, then what you've got is a misunderstanding and not something to forgive. Forgiveness is when it did happen and it did matter and yet you are going to deal with it and end up loving and accepting one another. So what should we do? Jesus says step one is always to go and see that person privately. Now of course this needs courage and prayer and humility. Because when we go and see the other person, they may respond in a number of ways. They may have a counter-accusation. And we may have to accept the truth of some of this. I'm not saying that it's always true that both sides are equally to blame. But nonetheless, we may have to accept the truth of some of what they say to us. Or the other person may respond with facts you didn't know about. And things may not be as you thought they were. Maybe you were wrong. Or, of course, they may just reject everything you say. And finally, they may accept the truth of what you say and say sorry to you. It's wonderful. Jesus says if you do that, you have gained a brother or a sister. And I can honestly believe that your friendship will probably be stronger than ever as a result of that whole incident. But sadly, supposing they rejected what you said, but after prayer and thought you still believe there is a wrong to be settled, then, says Jesus, take just one or two other people with you. Now, they're going to provide a reality check on your judgment. They should also be prepared to tell me uncomfortable truths. But if I'm right, then they are witnesses, both of what I say and to corroborate the facts involved. After all of this, Jesus says... Only tell other people if all of this fails. Then, he says, tell the church. Hopefully, the other person will accept this and change. But sadly, they will not always do so. And then comes the hardest part. Jesus says here what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. The next step is to treat that person as though they are an outcast, not part of the church at all. Of course, we do not like the sound of this, 
But as one bishop said recently, refusing to face it means a necessary break of fellowship. Reconciliation and forgiveness can only come after the problem has been faced. But then, gloriously, the end of our passage, after the hard teaching, comes a wonderful promise. Wherever two or three are gathered together in Jesus' name, as Christians, Jesus is there too. Now, I really believe that this cautious promise, uh, sorry, this cautious process can be applied to all sorts of circumstances, from the smallest family unit to the international stage. Start one on one. Then involve a few, and only then tell everyone. Sadly, we live in an age when people start with the loudest megaphone they can find. Grievances are aired on social media, and we rarely distinguish between real sins and minor annoyances. Jesus is not envisaging serious divisions in his church over the colour of the hymn books or the type of coffee we serve. Only the devil laughs at that sort of joke. No, let us hold on to this real wisdom for Jesus. We want to love our neighbours, and sometimes real love involves the tough conversations that Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 18. It really is a passage that deserves to be better known than it is. If you have a misunderstanding or an offence, start one-on-one. Then involve a few, and only then tell everyone. Amen. We come together in fellowship with God. Let us pray to him now. Lord, we bring to mind the worldwide church, all leaders and congregations. May we have a deeper awareness of your presence among us and what it really means to love you and serve you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we continue to pray for peace among nations. Help nations to live side by side with each other, no matter what colour or creed we are. Guide our leaders in wisdom and authority. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all who are ill at this time, whether at home, care home or hospital. We pray for those who now rely on others for help. Continue to be with all our NHS staff and we thank you for all that they do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those who have died recently and those whose anniversary falls at this time. Comfort those who mourn. May their loved ones rest in peace with you, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all those who share our lives, whether at home or at work. Help us to appreciate what each other has to offer. Lord, in your mercy, 
Hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all teaching staff and all our children as they go back to school. We also pray for all our young people who are going to university and leaving home for the first time. May your love be with them all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May God's light guide you, his promise comfort you, his love heal you. Amen. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn, Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armour on.
the love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.